Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. Are there any moments or spots on any of the sets we worked on over the seven years that you guys felt more at home that were like your little spots on the set you like to hang out? I'm afraid it was the sink. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, yeah. You had to act <laughs> by the sink a lot. Yeah. I was behind the counter. Yeah. Right. Doing business constantly. Uh-huh. Mom stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> Disciplining you. <laughs> Amazing. In some way. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I said that the Buffalo Bills have the best odds to win the Super Bowl. Oh. Yeah. Meanwhile, the team with the worst odds are the Houston Texans. Oh. Yeah, they're not supposed to be very good. Check out the billboards they're using to sell tickets. This one says, the Houston Texans, we have air conditioning. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Yeah, this this next one says, the Houston Texans, we played the Chiefs at some point. (laughs) That's cool. I love Patrick Mahomes. (laughs) Finally, it says, the Houston Texans, buy four tickets and you can play in the fourth quarter. Wow. I like the slogan, we play the Chiefs at some point. I've rooted for plenty of teams that that was... Well, when I was a Chiefs fan, back when I lived in Kansas City, I went to lots of games. It was all about, oh, John Elway's going to be here this Sunday. You oh, yeah. You, you weren't going to see your own team. Oh, yeah. Do you want tickets to the, you know, whatever local team? The question, the inevitable question is always, who are they playing? Yeah. Because I'm not funny. going to <laughs> see that bunch of sucks. No way. Buffalo Bills with the best odds and put a whooping on the L.A. Rams last night in the season opener of the NFL. Da, 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 da. So there you go. Going to do a little nut picking here to a certain extent. Nut picking is when you mm, mm, do not like that term. Just it, for the record. It is an off putting term. <laughs> But it's when you you pick uh, crazy comments on Twitter or cable news or whatever and then act like they represent everybody on the other side so you can talk about, look how horrible they are. Um, but sometimes there's some value in that uh, if it is a, a good example of of the other side. Right. It's legitimate if it's a widespread uh, sentiment being expressed. So before I get to that, a couple of uh, other tweets as we head that direction. Hillary Clinton, making the rounds, doing lots of interviews, her and her daughter have a show 
Um, she swears she's not running for president. I, I believe her. She sounds sincere about that. I'm kind of surprised, though. God dang it. You're going to get out of the way for who? What are you getting out of the way for? But anyway. Maybe I, she- I think in her mind, her ego is the American people are too stupid to understand what a great president I am. I'm not yes. going to pander yes. to them. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Could be. Anyway, uh, during one of her many appearances yesterday, she urged all sides to tone down the fascism and socialism talk. I, I like her urging everybody toning it down. Uh and particularly, she mentioned tone down the fascism and socialism talk because it's her president, Joe Biden, who called MAGA Republicans, what do you call them? Well, semi-fascists, among other things. Low-key fascist. <laughs> uh, yeah, he called them semi-fascists. And Hillary Clinton, you know, standard bearer of his very own party at one point, said tone down the fascism and socialism talk. But one response... From one of your blue checkmark Republican uh, or, or conservative writers, who I really like, said, There are no fascists in Congress, but a self-proclaimed socialist is the chair of the Senate Budget Committee. Are we not allowed to talk about that? That's Bernie Sanders, who calls yeah. himself a socialist. So yeah. I don't know if it ought to be out of bounds to call somebody a socialist if they say they are a socialist and they're in charge of, you know, fairly, fairly important committees. Bernard yeah, Sanders. That's a, that's the man. Uh, it's a false comparison. It's absolutely a false comparison. The squad are avowedly, uh, proudly pro-socialist. Yeah, I would say if there w- were uh, uh, powerful Republicans who call themselves fascists, it would be uh, quite appropriate to refer to them as fascists. I think there are some fringe characters on the Republican side that could be described as like, you know, watered-down fascists just because they believe, you know, the threats to us are so great, we can suspend the Constitution and break the law. We're justified. Oh, no doubt. Um, But moving on from that, uh, getting to the uh, whole uh, nut-picking thing. Yes. This woman named Kate, who we're about to learn more about, tweeted out yesterday, the Federalist Society is a terrorist organization. (laughs) And a uh, person on the other side, which happens to be my side, tweeted out, Uh, one of your opinion makers, lest you think that dangerous extremist rhetoric that is both detached from reality and implicitly encourages violence comes only from the right, here's this, and mentioned that, by the way, the tweet has 4,500 likes, and it's the triple Mm -hmm. that that now. Yeah, Making the point that uh, Joe Biden's speech and uh, most of the mainstream media regularly talking about the rhetoric on the right that is fascist and dangerous incurring encouraging violence and acting like that never happens on the other side which is ridiculous so uh, i actually clicked on this kate person um who has uh six figures worth of followers i don't know wow she's well, not a- it's worth mentioning that if the federalist society was a terrorist organization the, the you know the president would probably be justified in in attacking it with drone strikes so she's got 112,000 followers. Uh, uh, her description is foul-mouthed feminist, anti-racism and human rights activist, empath, INFJ. Is that that, like, psychology test thing you take where you get your letters? Is that what that is? Or I have no idea. I don't know what that is either. INFJ. Yeah. Hashtag BLM, hashtag resist. And then her pinned tweet is, guide to Kate for new friends. Uh, F is my passion word. She spells it out. That's that's her first what I am. Okay. I don't know what that means either. That's odd. 
I heart connecting good people and helping racists delete their accounts. Three, Matt Gates's wife called me a snowflake. Kirstie Alley hates me, and I use Bumble to report incels to the FBI. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Incels being that crowd of people that that is involuntary celibate, you 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 somehow figure out who they are on Bumble, your the dating app, and report yeah. them to the FBI. Hey, FBI, Bill Fritz of Indianapolis can't get laid. Just thought you probably would like to know, and seems to be unhappy about it. Right? Yeah. Wow, there's a get comfortable, folks. There's a, there's a lot here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. And uh, and so uh, just just to give you an idea of what's out there in terms of the opinion making um, going on. And it yeah. there's a there's has there always been this many crazy opinions out there, and there was just no way to access them. That's probably yes. closer to right, right? Hundred percent true. Yeah, the ideas went through a process, and it was inevitable. That you would have an idea, it would be tried out on your relatives, your friends, your neighbors, people who live near you. Perhaps it would make it into the local newspaper, what have you, and it would be uh, vetted over and over again. And indeed, if it was a crappy idea, it would go away pretty quickly, and there wouldn't be any point in continuing to flog it, because only 1% of the morons on Earth would would possibly think it was a good idea. But now you can reach every one of those 1% or damn near, and in sheer numbers, you get 20,000 people saying, you're absolutely right. Or millions. Well, the rest of us, oh yeah, and the 99% of the rest of us are saying, you're a dangerous lunatic. Yeah, so I... Originally, when the Internet came along, it, it seemed so great. It was the, the democratization of our national conversation. Now everybody can participate. The gatekeepers, no more gatekeepers, those nasty gatekeepers who are always keeping the gate and only letting certain approved opinions through. Right. Eh, that, <laughs> that process might have been better. I've, I've heard it said, I don't know this, but I've heard it said by older people in media who know this sort of thing that Nobody on the right got on Meet the Press unless William F. Buckley wanted them to be on there. He had that kind of power of influence back in the day yeah, and was respected enough by the people at NBC, that sort of thing. There were gatekeepers. Yeah. So you didn't get wingnuts on there saying crazy things that damage your brand. Um, well, and you could absolutely argue that they were uh, keeping the gate too tightly. Maybe they were only letting in their buddies, and that's unfair. And so, because they're unfair, let's get rid of the gatekeeper completely. Let's throw the gate wide open, said the people there in the castle or the town or whoever's got the gate. And then you quickly realize, oh, that's why we had a gate. Right. And, you know, speaking of that sort of thing, now you end up with uh, this woman that was on MSNBC. I don't remember her name. We'll dig up the, the exact quote. Who wished Queen Elizabeth an excruciating death yesterday. Well, A, too late, <laughs> and B, what's the matter with you? Because of colonialism and whatnot. Oh, stop. You know, uh, one thought uh, before it flits out of my head, that, that one crazy Kate chick there uh, who's anti-racist, you know what that means. An anti-racist activist is somebody, if you disagree with them, who will call you a racist. That's the entirety of the name. I think we ought to have higher water taxes. I disagree. You're a racist. Well, <laughs> I mean, keep calling the FBI when you come across an unhappy dude who's not getting laid. So, <laughs> I'm sure they're they're gratified to get those calls, sweetheart. <laughs> 
Uh, we don't get the Queen coverage. We don't understand what's going on here. If you either agree or disagree, you can join us on the text line, which is 415-295-KFTC. we got much more to come. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. While they were driving through here, she dropped him off. He exited the vehicle. He placed a shunt on the track. He got back in the car with her, and they proceeded to Wendy's. During the interview, they told us that their intentions were that if the gates could malfunction and they could somehow block traffic, then that would prevent people from being able to get to Wendy's, and they could have a slow night at work. So the Wendy's... <laughs> The Wendy's employees tried to block the train tracks because they thought they'd have less customers and have a slow night at work. Wow. That's not quiet quitting. That's out loud quitting. You know, uh, there's kind of a... dumbest plan I've ever heard. (laughs) There's kind of a, what is it, a meme, a catchphrase, whatever, dog lovers will send each other videos, whatever, and, and the comment's always, dogs, brah. You know, aren't they crazy? Humans, brah. I mean, wow! I gotta, I gotta contemplate that for a minute. I know what we'll do. Let's block the train so it gets stuck on the tracks. I have great respect for the idea of starter jobs that are not ideal when you're young. I've done many of them. Oh yeah, absolutely. But there are also people at fast food restaurants because they're morons and can't do nothing else, and that would's got to be that crowd there. Wow. So what's exquisite to me here is the combination, the juxtaposition of ambition with laziness. Right. Yeah. I'm I'm going to do something astonishingly ballsy and crazy so I don't have to do this fairly easy job. (laughs) Probably a federal crime. Right. Uh, well, and there's the uh, the the somewhat short term thinking on it. Okay, so tonight I had an easy night because I interrupt interrupted interstate travel. Um, <laughs> but tomorrow night, unless I'm going to do it on a regular basis, it'll be back to my regular job. Is this going to become a thing I do all the time or what? Well, yeah, and and it wasn't clear to me from the maybe I just didn't listen closely enough. How many people were in on this brilliant and nefarious plot? <laughs> I mean, there were at least two people, right? I don't know. I believe there's yeah. two people. Yeah, that's wow. hilarious. Wow. So along those lines, I've got five signs. You've heard of quiet quitting, of course. Five signs you're being quiet fired. We'll get to that later in the hour. Also, a poll on how do Americans feel about having such old government? I mean, so many old people running our government. We don't like it. Not even close at all. Well, bad at care. So stay tuned for that. All right. I spend a lot of time thinking about this, and it troubles me. I think human beings are rendering human beings uh, irrelevant. We are... How would I put this? We're doing everything we can to make sure we have no reason to be alive. And here's an example. We've been talking about AI journalism, AI movie reviews, that sort of thing, where it's just cranked out by a computer. No human being actually saw the movie, but the computer tells you more or less what's going on. 
Here's the headline in the New York Times. AI-generated art won a prize. Artists, artists aren't happy. Here I is this... bet they aren't. Well, it's about the Colorado State Fair. It has an annual art competition, has the, the usual categories, painting, quilting, sculpture, that sort of thing. Uh, but one entrant, this Jason Allen of uh, Colorado, didn't make his entry with a b- brush or lump of clay. He created it with an AI program that turns lines of text into hyper-realistic graphics. Now, and he entered it into the, um, what was the category? Um, it's like digital and altered or something or other art. So people in it said, yeah, I'm using, you know, Photoshop or whatever. I'm manipulating images to create this art. Um, and he says he didn't break any rules, but the way I understand, and, and I'm, I'm looking at this piece of art and if it were a painting, it would be an amazing painting. It's, it's gorgeous. Just, you know, I'm, I like art. I don't talk about it much on the show because it makes me sound pretentious, but I think it's pretty. Plus, I have no ability whatsoever in the visual arts. So people who are skilled at it amaze me. It doesn't um, sound pretentious to say, I like art. I think it's pretty. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> anyway, um, so it, it is an amazing work of art. It's gorgeous. And, and your eye is drawn to all quarters and you're thinking, what's that scene? What does it mean? What does it mean? So artistically speaking, it's it's wonderfully uh, you know executed, but the, the way I understand it, this uh, this uh, software, you put in various words and descriptions, and it AI generates images described by your words, and you keep putting in different words or phrases or removing some and adding others a- until you get something that you like. And this guy won't say what his specific uh, um, instructions were, all the words and phrases that he used. Um, but uh, the work of art, it's uh, French, of course, because it's art, so you got to be pretentious. But it means, I think, space opera. Um, uh, yeah, space opera theater is the title of this work of art. Um, and the concern among artists, and I think is 100% legit, is if a guy like me can sit down at a keyboard with a monitor and just keep putting words and phrases in and out and in and out, and an hour later I have a gorgeous piece of art, I print it out, it looks like an oil painting, I put it on my wall, there aren't going to be any artists anymore. Absolutely, and um, one of uh, the great books being written about AI opens with a chapter of uh, AI making, I think, is it the best novel or the best movie ever? But uh, it's a similar premise. So artificial intelligence takes in all the reviews of all the greatest novels in history, for instance, figures out what appealed to people and then creates something that is all of the best of everything. And it's just like blows people's minds. Pop music is already there. It's so formulaic. It might as well be AI. Uh, You know, Beethoven's uh, Sixth Symphony isn't going to be churned out by AI anytime soon, but maybe someday it will. So uh, that's one more category of humans that are utterly unnecessary. What are we working toward here, folks? Yeah, exactly. What's the goal? That's really interesting. Um, Something about old people in politics and more queen talk. Uh, Stay tuned for that. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. 
To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. See new things. Try new things. Go back centuries while living in the moment. Forge new paths while discovering old ones. Pedal, paddle, and paint while trekking, tasting, and tailoring experiences that transform you into a better version of yourself. Immerse yourself in the world by activating your mind, your heart, and your body on a river cruise exclusively from Avalon Waterways. Save with limited time offers at avalonwaterways.com. Avalon is cruising. Elevated. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a, a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful Beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. The Armstrong and Getty Show. According to the latest numbers, the average American life expectancy has fallen to 76.1 years old. But don't tell that to the 2024 election. <laughs> hey, we're both above average. We are. It's true. We're both a little bit better than average. Uh, more on that in a second. So we're playing music related to the death of Queen Elizabeth II all morning long. And that was ABBA's Dancing Queen. Yes, yes that seems was. like a bit of yes. a stretch. Yeah, it's a loving tribute by Michelangelo in his own unique way. Dancing Queen. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's funny. By the way, breaking news, Netflix has paused the crown following Queen Elizabeth's death. <sighs> what does that even mean? It's I, a streaming service. You, I, can, I, you can pause it yourself if you want to pause it. There's a button on your remote. <laughs> I can't even deal with it. I know. It is so strange. Um, If you're just tuning in, we have talked a fair amount about the weird outpouring of worshipfulness in the United States toward the Queen of England. And we don't get it, but more on that later. Uh, I don't get it at all. I saw this tweet from somebody. I'm in France, and upon hearing the news about the death of the Queen this evening, the whole restaurant stood for a minute's silence, and a toast was offered to her memory. Wow. Okay. See, that makes me curious. What am I missing? Yeah. What are, maybe nothing, but uh, that's interesting. What are we missing? Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. I got uh, one of the more interesting aspects of the whole Queen conversation uh, um, uh, from the people who were happy she died and hoping she died a painful death. Yeah, there was some of that talk in, oh, come on, you're in, sick. in the cable news world yesterday. Get into that coming up in just a second. So this is an interesting CBS News poll. Back to the subject Seth Myers was talking about, the age of our politicians. You see, the queen was 96, but you get to stay queen until you abdicate or die. We sort of do the same sort of thing with our government, though, even though you're elected. 
Certainly our senators. Yeah, you stay until you die. Or you just so embarrass yourself, you finally have to step aside. But you can be really old and barely holding it together. CBS News poll, legitimate polling organization, very big majority favor a maximum age limit for elected officials. Broad question of should there be a maximum maximum age limit for elected officials? Three quarters to one quarter, yes, there should be an age limit. It's not even wow. close. Wow. Not you even can't close. get three quarters of people to agree on anything except maybe we should secure the border. Yeah, this is not a controversial topic. Three quarters of people say yes, it's evenly split. Dems, independents, and Republicans, all about three quarters say yes. And the most interesting part of it to me is the younger crowd was the least supportive. Still at 68%, still at two thirds. The younger crowd, 18 to 29, it grows as people get older. The 65 plus crowd says absolutely there should be an age limit. Three quarters of them. Boy, that is so revealing. Yeah, I'd say. So the people that I know my parents feel that way, they don't think people their age should be president. Um, and That's interesting. The older crowd says, no, no, we're too old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's fascinating. Well, sure it is. Wow. Mm. So what I wonder out of that is uh, why it doesn't come up in debates more often or ads. It has been seen as so uncool to point out somebody's age. I think based on that polling, you're a 45-year-old go-getter and you're running against some 78-year-old. It's perfectly legit to say, look, with all due respect, he's had a wonderful career, but he's almost 80. That's too old to be a senator. Vote me. I have no problem with that whatsoever. I'll bring a fresh perspective based on my life experience this century. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I'm not going to nod off like he's doing right now. Wake up! Um. Yeah, that's just, yeah, that's so funny because it was such a taboo, as you yeah. point out. I mean, I'm thinking back through political history when, was it Mondale, Walter Mondale, kind of sort of obliquely pointed out that Reagan was getting on in years and Reagan famously clapped back with a, you know, his, his, his little witticism about, I won't uh, talk about age and my opponent being a boy in his short pants. <laughs> or That's not what he said, but he, he, he flipped it. It was quite clever. Um. But you almost never, ever hear that. Yeah, so, so yeah. So. I, I mean, allegedly, like, Diane Feinstein, who's 146, yeah, yeah. Um, is, is has vowed to run again as uh, for Senator of California, right? That's insane. Oh, yeah, it is. Well, the fact Her that opponent, everybody... whoever it is, ought to say, look, she's senile. She is not fully functional anymore. What are you doing voting a senile person into office? Well, California would respond, she has a D next to her name, must obey, must vote D. And the fact that everybody is, well, everybody, a lot of pundits are seriously taking the idea of a Biden-Trump too. They're both too old based yeah. on this, this uh, polling. Well, what would you put the limit at? That's I mean, because Trump obviously is is pretty sharp, whatever you think of him. Um, Michael, sharp and energetic at Michael, this point in his life. Michael threw out 65 yesterday. I think that's pretty close. Nah, it's too young. I think you can't take office if you're older than 70. Yeah, that'd be fine. I'd sign on for 70. You can be an advisor. You can be a, a member of the cabinet. It's 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 funny though. I mean, with uh, you know, if I got if I'm looking for an insurance agent and I meet him and he's seventy, 
you know, he has to demonstrate that he's a very sharp 70, because my first thought would be 70. You got anybody younger around here? Right, right. But grew you go up to with a dentist, he's 70, he's got leather straps on the arms of his chairs to strap your arms down. And Yeah, I want an insurance agent that grew up with the motor car. I want a dentist that uh, wasn't strapping people down like you said. Yeah, it's that's not crazy. He's got a foot treadle to run the drill. <laughs> if you find out your kids, if I went to the school and found out my fifth grade, his teacher is 70, I'd think, oh, wow, 70? I would think that. Yeah, that's a, that's a gig that takes uh, physical energy. Uh, I I know being president does too. I'm just I'm trying to be fair about this, not be hasty about it. Um, but you know, I, it's funny if you had asked me what percentage of Americans were in favor of uh, you know an age limit like we're talking about, I'd have gotten it completely wrong. I would have said I don't know, maybe forty five percent, less than half. So this is uh, kind of a breaking. Joe keeps saying this could be the biggest story in the world very soon. Tell you about that in just a second. We got a development on the biggest story in the world. And it's not the queen. Uh, Simply Safe Home Security. What a good idea this is, at least to look into it. If you want to sleep more soundly at night, uh, you know, I, when uh, I was always grateful for Simply Safe when I traveled because, you know, Jude's home alone, Judy, and you might be nervous. Uh, it's great to have a home security system. But which one? Simply Safe Home Security is better than the traditional systems. It's less expensive, no long-term contracts, and you customize it to your needs. 24-7 professional monitoring. Simply Safe's agents call you the moment a threat is detected and dispatch police or first responders in an emergency, even if you're not home or can't be reached. Um, they stay on the line with you until help arrives. That's pretty cool. And about a dollar a day, no long-term contract. That's amazing. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. They earn your business every day. That's the significance of the no long-term contract thing. Go today. You can claim a free indoor security camera and get 20% off with interactive monitoring. Just use our code simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. They're really nice people, too. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. I want to talk a little bit about the meanest things people were saying about the Queen dying yesterday and some of the response to that, because I think it's an interesting topic, maybe a next segment. But this is the breaking news I was referring to. The head of the U.N. atomic watchdog says conditions at that nuclear power plant in Europe are increasingly precarious and a safety zone around it needs to be established immediately to prevent a nuclear accident. And this is as, the plant in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Yes, and as President Zelensky pointed out the other day, it's the size of six Chernobyls. Is that what he said? Yeah. So, uh, that's a thing. Yeah, well, it's unquestionably a good idea. It's tough to get to people who are killing each other as fast as they can to listen to a third party. Yeah. Um. So, that continues to be a story. Uh, it was hard to find any story in the world yesterday that wasn't about the Queen. Uh, Joe and I agree in wondering why that is. I just, I just can't really wrap my head around it. Um, uh, with you know, ninety nine percent of it being outpouring of uh, respect and love and nostalgia and teary eyed this or that, but a certain amount of like vicious hatred because of colonialism mostly. If you haven't followed that story and the angle and the memes and the clap back and everything like that, and then Tucker's response to that on the number one cable show in America last night, I thought it was all really wow. interesting. That's on the way. Arm- 
Getty. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Are the old world picturesque shores of Europe calling you? Set sail on an adventure with Avalon Waterways. Enjoy an elevated cruising experience. Avalon Waterways offers smaller ships, bigger experiences with fewer people and more of, well, everything good about river cruising. Don't just dream about quaint towns and cobblestone villages. See them for yourself and make lasting memories. Discover limited time offers today at avalonwaterways.com. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but like I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Everyone I've spoken to today has said we've just not known any different. And I think there is a huge sense of loss, despite the Queen being 96 years old, that she's gone and they can't actually imagine a world without her. One person I spoke to outside the gates once the easel was brought out suddenly sort of had a gasp and it's that shock, I think. Shock, despite having been outside Buckingham Palace, outside those gates for a couple of hours waiting for that news. The shock. Yeah, I was watching that on CNN yesterday and they're going on about it. This is unimaginable. The shock of it. She's She's 96 oh. years old. You're easily shocked, friend. Every news story over the last year has been the Queen's fallen or couldn't go to this event or whatever. You know, she's super old and not doing well. You're shocked? I, I don't get it. I just Maybe I'm just a bad person. But I just... Well, I think those are two separate questions. <laughs> I do not understand the coverage, in America particularly, of yeah. the Queen. What? My phone continues to go nuts with news alerts. Oh, here, let me see if I can bring them up. Our reporter answers questions on Queen Elizabeth's life and legacy. What happens to the other royals under King Charles? I mean, just constant barrage today. Prince Harry has left his home in Kent and is on his way. Just, yeah, nonstop. Let me know when he gets there. (laughs) And what I'm trying to figure out is, is there actually an appetite for this? Are some of you really into this like that? Because oftentimes the media is completely wrong about about what uh, people care about and what they're interested in. You know, just very quickly, then you can do whatever you're going to do. But John from the U.K. says, A&G, please have some respect for my queen. I find your comments callous and crude. I have nothing but respect for your country. Why do you find it funny to disrespect mine? Uh, Well, because you have a queen. 
Um, but anyway, she was a mother, grandmother, great grandmother. Why is it funny she has died? We have not, if for the slightest second, said we think it's funny that she died, John. What are you listening to? We think it's absurd that in a country that fought a war and killed as many people as possible so we wouldn't have a monarch anymore, and the Queen of England has no real power, is a bit of a rallying symbol, I guess, which is lovely. But it's cosplay! It's cosplay. The idea that the U.S. is going crazy over this or pretending to is absurd to us. <laughs> I don't get it at all. Um, but I don't... You know, I'm reasonably skilled at the language y'all invented. And I think I've done a good job of explaining it. If you still don't get it, maybe it's not me. Maybe it's you. You ought to clean the wax out of your ears there, Limey. Huh? <laughs> wow. Dropped, yeah. There you go. Drop the L word on him. Special relationship my ass. <laughs> Um, uh, seems like a nice old lady, you know, and it's Charles's dad and the kid's grandma and all that. I get all that, but. And the fact that she symbolized duty and restraint and dignity in a time that is sorely lacking in those, I get that too. Anyway, but I certainly don't go as far as some of the people out there are really hating on her and wishing her ill will. The one that got no. the most attention yesterday because she's a university professor and a blue check mark on Twitter. This woman, Uja Anya of Carnegie Mellon, which is a. Uh, institution of learning i guess tweeted out i heard the chief monarch of a thieving raping genocidal empire is finally dying may her pain be excruciating well that's nice shut up what is it with some of some of you people and i realize that you're not listening but the, the, who are these crazy people you're a university professor. Anyway, the, the, t- the tweet has been deleted by Twitter. It doesn't meet their standards. And the uh, university has uh, chastised her or slapped her on the wrist or probably said, hey, don't say that stuff out loud. We can all say it in the, uh, the lounge when we're drinking coffee because we all agree. But uh, don't say it out loud on Twitter. It doesn't look good. These people's desperate need to show their enlightened virtue is so pathetic. Uh, Jeff Bezos, the world's second richest man and owns the Washington Post. That's the guy. Uh, He blasted her opinion and uh, the university for having her and blah, blah, blah. You know, did the British Empire cause some pain and do some things it shouldn't have done? Of course. Like every country in the history of the world. Yeah, let's get to that. So the conversation was going around on social media, you know, because all you need is one job with a really strong opinion to say something and then everybody starts responding to it, and then the whole colonialism conversation got going and everything like that, and then it came across this tweet. Today is like if Obama died and everyone blamed him for Vietnam, which I thought was kind of clever. Because, wow. Because how much of a role did she play in colonialism? Uh, well played, friend. Throughout the centuries? I don't know. But then there was this response from a, a smart person. Uh, one, a president is elected, a monarch gets there by virtue of having royal blood. I mention that only because the concept, see, our, our British friend who doesn't understand our t- attitude toward this, the concept of royal blood is disgusting. Yes. It's just freaking disgusting. Morally. Yes. Yeah. Good Lord. And the fact that anybody's willing to go along with it, even as cosplay, offends me. Yeah, it's it's very, very difficult for people like us to get past that. I don't like people who are born into rich families and and act like, you know, it's the whole uh, born on third base and act like you hit a triple. I hate that yeah. concept. The, the royal family takes that to the farthest level you possibly can come up with. It's At least sickening. in the modern era, they have the decency to be ashamed of it. <laughs> right. Um, 
But the second part was Queen Elizabeth actively tried to stop independence movements and keep independent colonies in the Commonwealth, which she probably did. Um, Stop excusing colonialism. It's gross. Okay. Tucker Carlson last night responding to that on the most watched cable news show in America, making the angle. And and there was a book written about uh, this uh, a while back that was very controversial, got a lot of attention, that all of the countries that Great Britain once had as colonies are doing better than the rest of the world because mm-hmm. of establishing their uh, their culture, schooling, system of uh, economics, and everything the else. The rule of law. Rule of law, right. Australia, Pakistan and India, the United States of America, and, uh, and a bunch of other examples. Mm-hmm. And um, how it's, you know, th- there's a lot of evil in colonialism, no, no doubt about it. I'm a big George Orwell fan, and he, he was a... He was an officer in India uh, when he was young. His dad served his entire life doing that in India. And there's a lot of bad, bad stuff going on there. And I wouldn't want to be a subject to it at all. But those countries long term are better off for, for Great Britain having occupied them as opposed to China, which is trying to take over a whole bunch of countries. You are not going to be better for the presence of China. No, no way. You know, I wish China we had just... That's a way to put it succinctly, sir. Thank you. Um, I wish we had just a little more time because this is at least something of a complex thought. But the history of the world is uh, acquiring territory and resources and the strong acquiring them and taking them from the weak, whether it's the United States with the uh, native peoples or, you know, the the colonial, the British colonial empire or the French colonial empire or anywhere. It's going on right now in Africa. It's going on right now in Russia slash Ukraine. Putin wants Ukraine's stuff. And there are more and less benign and defensible hegemons or, or powers in the history of the world. <clears throat> but... Any any nation, any empire that's exercised great power has great sins. It's part of the job. But to act like the world would have been better off without them, full stop, because they committed sins is just naive and dopey. Because the power that Britain exercised would have been exercised by somebody in some way. And so it's like cops. If a cop beats somebody, and that's unjustified, you criticize the beating. You don't defund the police and engage in some sort of idiotic fantasy that we cannot have police forces. It's kind of similar. Interesting. If you miss an hour of the show, grab the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. 
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.